Dreamcatcher Studios, providing quality service in music education, studio recording, photography, and live entertainment. For more information, contact us at 209-421-2966. Dreamcatcher Studios. We don't just chase our dreams. We catch them. If you're looking for the most amazing podcast ever, well, this isn't it. You're listening to The Average Fellas Podcast, guaranteed to let you down and leave you unsatisfied. another episode of the Average Fellas Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi Zach, coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California on another beautiful Thursday night. I know what you're thinking. What about Star Bros, Zach? What about Star Bros? Um, I know, I know. Um, doing something a little bit different tonight. Uh, I was able to get an interview with one of my best friends and I had to play this episode. Um, I've had it for about a week now, but uh, a little longer than a week and I just, you know, I can't hold on to it any longer. I had to I have to release it. It's good stuff. Uh, it's one of my best friends. So had to share this episode with you guys. As far as Star Bros goes, um, we are still continuing Star Bros. Uh, next Thursday, we'll continue with Star Bros. Um, we have something a little special in the works for you guys. Uh, if you're following Star Bros, you're following the Thursday night uh, content uh, where we just do everything and anything Star Wars. Uh, we followed all of season one of The Mandalorian leading into season two. Um, so we're preparing for that. We actually are putting together a panel of our guests from all of season one. Mandalorian and we're going to have a reunion show uh, the week before and uh, the week before uh, the release date which is October 30th and then the following week after that we'll also have more content um, following um, season two of the Mandalorian so don't forget we'll have a reunion episode we'll have everybody that was in our past episodes of season one of uh, the Mandalorian get them together on one episode and we'll prepare uh, the week before uh, uh, the Mandalorian and then we'll go into to season two thank you for subscribing and following and all those things um, if you guys um, would help us out and leave us a rating or you would just uh, you know leave a comment on any of the platforms that you're subscribed to us for podcasts uh, that would help us rank up in the directories, guys. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. I think I got through all that stuff. Thank God. All right. Anyways, so uh, today my guest, like I said, is a is a longtime friend, and we actually started a band together. Oh, man, I don't know. I want to say, who knows, 12 years ago now? I don't know. 13 years ago now? I have no idea. I was old then, too kind of weird <laughs> anyways uh i'd like to introduce and bring on my friend and uh and, and brother nick stockdale what's going on my guy <laughs> hey what's up man nothing How much going? just i mean this is so weird because we just spent like an hour talking and now i'm like hey what's up yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't think that through but no yeah that's okay though i you know it gave us time to you know get a little get our, our podcast voices ready yeah, exactly, man. <clears throat> anyway, speaking of that, <clears throat> so uh, what's new, man? What's going on with like I I know recently there was a you took a fall. Why don't you uh, share a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I I decided I wanted to crash my motorcycle the other day, and, and not wear a helmet at the same time. So that was a 
Oh my god! That was man. a fun experience. So that's why we're doing the the, the podcast today because I'm off of work for probably the next month or so with a, a fractured collarbone. My my whole right side of my body is pretty much just trashed right now. So I mean, now that you have a month off, man, I might you know, might get you to come back on another time. So you know, it's hey, I I dude, I will I like I told you earlier, right? Like yesterday or the day before, I think I left my room once. <laughs> Okay. All right. Like, I'm, gonna like, take you I'm up pretty. On that. I'm pretty stationary right now. So if you, if now is the time, if you're trying to come, you know, get me to do something, now is the time because yeah, I can't to, run away. I need to capture your gold. I need to capture your gold, and so the world needs to know. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> we need you to shine. Um, yeah. No, dude. I woke up. I woke up a couple days ago, and I seen this story, and it's like Nick took a bad fall on his bike and right away in my head I thought oh my god my friend's dead no dude <laughs> you, you know it's funny oh is that gosh. like I, I had a, a couple people do I, I wasn't gonna say anything because m- mostly you know embarrassed a little I was like oh man I fell on my my motorcycle like I don't want anyone to be like look at this loser <laughs> uh you know I wasn't gonna publicly announce it you know because you know it's at this at this point in my life, it's not like I go on Facebook and and tell everybody yeah, everything exactly. that's happening, right? No, exactly. Like, you're not, like, you're not, you're not like me. Yeah, well, you know, some people still enjoy doing that and, and like the interactions with people, but I'm more, you know, secluded. But uh, yeah, no, Mel posted about it, and I had you and a couple other people uh, reach out to me, which was really cool. It was nice to to know that people care. Yeah, man, I, I could not take another tragic story in 2020, bro. Like, don't put that on us. I know. Could you imagine? Don't put oh that on us, gosh. bro. <laughs> could you imagine if I was the one that went down in 2020? Uh, bro, don't put that on us, man. No, no, no. I, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So, um, well, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I get to get you on the podcast now that you're, you know, away from work a little bit. I'm sure I could have gotten you on sooner but uh you know i just figured this would this probably help you out during this time have a conversation you know absolutely um but i wanted to just you know catch up with you quick i know obviously we started we actually had one of our first musical projects together um we started a project i don't know if you remember it called boo and do in the world of tomorrow or something like that of course (laughs) and how could i forget oh my gosh man this was literally this is funny because I, I don't know if you remember this, but when we, we released like two or three like songs under that name and one of the yeah. tracks, I literally slapped the table for the drums. Like I made the beat on on the table and we recorded the beat, me slapping the desk. I don't know if you yeah, remember that. I, yeah, well, we, I remember because we recorded it sitting at the desk. Like, yeah. Like just into the, the computer microphone or whatever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was something, it was something else, man. <laughs> That was, that was back in the days before we had, you know, our fancy setups now. Exactly, yeah. What is that? What is that, an SM57 you got for your... I'm using the SM57. I had hey, there you go. Well, because here's the thing, too, about the SM57, right? Everybody's out here buying these, the Shure SN7B or something like that, like the $500 mic. And I'm like, yeah. first of all, let me tell you something. You know what a trusted mic is? The Shure SM57. You know who, which I mean, microphone's in every studio? The SM57. The reputation precedes itself. I mean, yeah, that's probably one of the most trusted and used microphones on the planet. Exactly. Even the pre- president's use this microphone. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah, I, I love. I've got like two or three of them myself. You know, it's a great microphone. It's one of my favorites. Um, we went on to create a uh, a full band called uh, Velcro by Design, as well. Yep. Oh man, uh, some of those those were the days, man. That's when it was like easy days. You know what I'm saying? Like those are some of my fondest memories. Yeah, but mine too. Just slapping together a song real fast like literally i used to put together a song in like two three days and be like all right let's practice this so hard let's drill this like and it was just easy days man i wish music was like that it's not like that anymore (laughs) it was kind of like a a a tap and it just wouldn't turn off right yeah it was just it was like you couldn't turn it off now it's it's harder right exactly harder to try and come up with stuff you're like you're sitting there, you're like getting on your hands and knees, like, please just give me a little something. <laughs> give me a riff, please. Just yeah. something, yeah. And that, back, back then, you know, it would just come out. You wouldn't even have to worry about it. Dude, some of the some of the riffs that, that, that we wrote, though, for that project, I actually go back and watch some of these old videos. And one of them, I forget which one it's called, but it's um it's one where you do the intro by yourself and you're just playing it and it's like do 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 i don't know if you can tell what that is i don't not i don't remember i don't know i'll have to go back and look too but man every now and then when i catch that i go back and i see that one i'm like dude that riff is so hard to this day bro there there are a lot of things that we wrote back then that i still think hold up well I was just like, man, that song, that riff, dude, there's a couple of them that were just, yeah, they were rippers, man. And what I would give yeah, to be able to, we did good. to write one of those again. I know now, right? Yeah. I peaked so early. I know. Me too, dude. Well, I, I mean, I hope that it wasn't the peak, man. I hope, I, I hope that, uh, I hope that, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely, uh, I mean, I can't imagine a better jumping off point musically. Right. You know, like to be, for that to be our first band, I, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine having it, ha, it having been, you know, any better, you know. That's, that's actually a really good point that you make that because I've showed up to band practices after that project and it, none of them ever worked. Like they just didn't no, work that well. You know? No, no. We, we, there was something about you, me, and, and Luke that, you know, the three of us together and, and then Tyler, I guess, and, and Tubby probably eventually, right? Our but, rotating bass players. And, and Daniel, <laughs> and yeah. Daniel. yeah. <laughs> there was just something about our chemistry that, you know, we were, you know, we were having too, too much fun and, and you could tell in the music. Yeah, it was fun, man. That was, a, it was, it was, yeah, like you said, it was easy. There was a, a cohesion that was effortless. That was just fun. And uh, it was, yep. that's hard yep. to recreate in a band, you know, and. Um, that I'm so glad that we're, you know, we're talking about music and stuff today. Cause obviously it's a shared passion of ours. Um, before we get into that little deeper, I just want to know, um, you're a gear guy and I know you got yep. a lot of gear. We just, we talked about the mic for a little bit. Um, yep. can you talk us, can you share with us, uh, maybe what you're playing right now? If you are playing anything, what your rig looks like, um, and maybe what you got your eyes on that you would want to put in your rig. You know, <laughs> It's funny as I've as I've you know transitioned over into fatherhood and 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 my it's funny because literally just the other day I moved a lot of my my equipment into the garage from my my music room as as my daughter's stuff has started to take over the house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny 
that that you would ask that. But yeah, no, I still have, I've still got, you know, quite a bit of stuff. Um, as far as guitars go, my number one, I've got a, it's a, a Fender Jazzmaster. Um, it's a, the Chicago Music Exchange Special Edition. It's got some, it's like their hot 57 wound pickups in it. It's, it's a sweet, sweet guitar. Um, for amp though, I'll tell you what, I, for a long time was playing with, with, with Daniel and Alex and Junior and we were, we were playing some, some amps that were probably, you know, too big. They took up too much room. They were heavy as all hell, but they looked awesome. Yeah. And about two years ago or so, I, I, uh, I started looking into to smaller amps, right? Because I was like, man, these take up too much room and, and they're too heavy and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I had played a lot of tube amps and owned a lot of tube amps. And I was kind of like, man, you know, I can get a lot of these same sounds out of a solid state amp. I don't really need to do this anymore. Yeah. Especially since I'm not, you know, actively recording or touring or anything like that. Right. Um, so, so once I, once I, I kind of came to terms with, <laughs> with that, I, uh, I started playing a lot of the, the quilter amps. I don't know if you've ever seen those ones. Oh, I definitely have looked at the quilter. I, those are, those, I, man, I've had two of them now that I, I am just, I, I love. For for you know less than two hundred dollars we're talking about two hundred two fifty dollars I mean two hundred fifty dollars I mean these things kick ass and you plug them straight into your cab and I've got two you know I've got a four ten and a two twelve uh, cab at my house and you plug those things into those into those cabinets and they I mean it's like it sounds as good I, I you I, know I'm, I'm actually that I'm, that's interesting because I do have a two twelve cabinet here. And I have been playing with my, I've been playing my church, so I haven't had to use it. I do, I just DI into the board. Um, yeah, yeah. And and obviously my pedal setup kind of helps me with that just because it helps kind of like, I guess, um, it's sort of, it's the, it's the, pro, it's the in-between state before it hits the DI into the board. Yeah, Which yeah. typically, like, obviously I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't like running my guitar directly into the board. So I'm glad there's at least a two-stage, like, you know, process yeah. before it gets there. Because man, once once the guitar hits those cones of the PA, man, it can be it could just be too it, much, you know. It, yeah, it, it, so, yeah, it can. I, so that, it can. so for me that that could be a that's something that I'm I might be interested in actually looking at is actually looking at another quote now that you bring it up. It's I, those, I got the cap. I, yeah. yeah, the quilter. I have the right now. I have the, I think it's called the Power Block Forty Five. It's like a pedal uh, sized. Okay. Amp. And it has the uh, I forget what that uh, that pin connector is that you use to go directly into the board. Okay. But it has an output for that, so you can plug it directly into the board, and you can use that to kind of EQ your your guitar you sound. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds. That's that could be a that could be a an option. I gotta look into that now. And then from there, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty straightforward, you know, sounding amp. And then from there, you can pretty much just build with pedals, however you want to sound, which is pretty much what I've always done. That well, that's what I want to talk to you about real quick. Like, uh, you got any pedals laying around? You working with anything, or could you? All right. Uh, yeah. 
Well, t- we'll talk up? about that a little bit. I mean, you were you're the kind of guy who got me into pedals. Like I actually seen I, I went over, <laughs> I saw you playing with them, and I was like, whoa, hold on a second. I always thought those were a waste of money, but you're doing something with that, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. I I you know, I I I signed on. I I created an account with Reverb. Probably you know six seven years ago when it first came out, right? You're familiar with Reverb.com, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and it was it was a lot of just guys selling used pedals, right? And it was almost kind of like a swap meet online. Yeah. And and these guys were were selling you know pedals that I'd never even heard of for for significantly cheaper than you could buy off of musician's friend or from guitar center right and so i i was able to use that as kind of like a uh like hey these are cool and then i could watch a youtube video of it and say oh that's pretty neat i'd like to try that out and i mean if you go through my my reverb account i've probably bought man 50 plus different guitar pedals yeah that i've owned at one point and then probably sold at one point as well Dude, yeah. But um I bought a couple of pedals. I think I bought I think I bought a few things from you. <laughs> you have. You definitely have. I forget. I didn't I sell you a I sold you an Earthquaker pedal, I think, right? Yes, you did. Sold me an Acapulco Gold. Ah, yes. Yes. That that's a great, great pedal. Honestly, that. uh I love that pedal so much, but there's no functionality outside of like there's no gig work that you can get done with that pedal, but it is no, a great pedal. It, it's it's supposed to be emulating like an old a Sun Model T blown out completely. It has one one knob. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you pretty much the only way you can effectively use that pedal is either love the tone that you get with it. Yeah. Or you need to get some sort of EQ pedal directly after it so that you can try and adjust some of the frequencies otherwise sort of harness, yeah, it's, it. harness that tone. yeah because it's 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 like it's a one knob guy and it's like you love it or you hate it yeah like it's it's just a it's just a gain pretty much just a yeah a, just yeah. a giant gain knob and yep. um for me what i liked it i like to pair it with a tentacle i had also had the earthquaker tentacle yep so those two together for me were like such a good like robust white stripes tone that i yep. think um yep. i i actually heard you use a a harmonic pedal i think it was the drop pedal and you were getting some love that pedal some tones with that drop pedal and uh man that i wanted to create but i didn't want to pay the price for so that's why i bought the tentacle <laughs> honestly that digitech drop is there are, i have I've sold a lot of my stuff now at this point, but there's 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 probably three or four pedals still that I have had for, you know, five or six years that I will probably never sell, and the Digitech drop is one of those pedals. Yeah, dude, that I'm a fan of that. That pedal. that octave, that the yeah, I mean, you know, and it's not even really for for that. It's the pedal itself is supposed to be able to do so you could do drop tuning on the fly. Yeah. Right, you can drop multiple steps and essentially be playing in a different tuning, but I never trusted that because it was always, you know, the, and that's the problem with any of these pedals nowadays is that, um, you know, they don't track nearly as well as you hope they will. Yeah. So even if if you're strumming full chords, it, it's not going to sound as good as it would if you actually tuned your guitar. 
but the uh, but the octave option on it is just killer. And yeah. I well, I use that like crazy for a lot of those Jack White type, you know, white stripes guitar riffs. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was when I heard that I was like, wow, that right there, that's a good spot, and uh, that's why I picked up the uh, I picked up the tentacle because it was a another octave pedal, you know, it was hopefully. Yeah, good. no, it it does a similar job. Yeah, right? so. not as well, but it does a similar job, not as well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, what you got? Anything you got your eye on? Something that you know, just like, well, let me just shout something out real quick. I got a. DD7. I'm trying to get rid of. So if anybody wants to buy that, hit me. The DD7A. That's a Gmail, classic. <laughs> that's a classic pedal. I got the DD7 online right now. So if anybody want to pick, cop one of those. I've, you know, I've mind. never owned. I've never owned a uh, a uh, a Boss Digital Delay pedal. Dude, they are my lifesavers. They are my favorite. They are my favorite like delay reverbs like because i got well i mean i spent i bought the pair the rv5 i think this is six rv6 oh man the, the rv6 i have an rv6 and let me tell you i'll never sell it that that's one of my that's on my board right now it's it's so good that it that, does every it does every it does every reverb possible well enough yeah exactly i it was funny because i was at, i was at my i was at the, the church setting up my gear and the other guitar player was like hey man why do you have the why do you have the, you know, the reverb on, on the board still? And I was just like, cause it's, cause it's good, man. It's just, it's yeah, good. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I did pick up, I picked up the, uh, the line six, um, uh, HX effects. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah, yeah. 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 Dude, this thing right now I've patched like everything that I, all my tones that I've, I've already set up at like five or six of them already, but they're all just, I mean, simple, easy to use, just real quick, get a dial in like a, you know, a rock, rockabilly tone if you want to. And then I just use that RV5, the RV6 to just color that because it's such a good, I don't know, it's just working so well. Those two functions right now. I'm happy with those. Those, yeah. are, doing, those are doing their thing. But yeah, what pedal, like a, a pedal that uh, if you, you know, a wish you could, you know, have sort of like a holy grail of pedals, which one would it be? Oh God, Holy Grail! And that's a good question. You know, the uh, I just saw recently Strymon just put out a new uh, what is it? A new delay reverb pedal that I was pretty interested in. Strymon. Uh, I think it's called the the Night Sky. It looks pretty pretty cool. Is that supposed to be like a a uh, like a, a newer version of the Big Sky? It's 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 like a a slightly modified version of the Big Sky. Okay, I'll have to take a look at that one. It's been a while. It looks expensive. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Yeah, if I, it I, looks absolutely nuts. Yeah, some guys' boards you look at, you're just like, oh my. you have. There's, yeah, how there's, do you even begin to afford that? There's two of their pedals, like equals my rig. So. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a look at that one. Yeah, uh, dude. I mean, it's it's if you're if you're into that kind of uh, what do you call it, like uh, ambient style playing. That's. The I one. mean, those Strymon pedals are the fucking the way to go. 
I've always wanted to get one, but I just never want to pay the price for it, man. I'm, I've always been that way my, with my music. I've always been like, uh, I just don't want to put that much money up for it. You know, like, you know, I, I've owned, I've owned the big sky. I've owned the blue sky. I've owned the L cap. And, and, you know, as, as much as they are ridiculously priced, God, man, they're, if you can afford it, they're worth it. They're worth it, man. It's hard to say they're not. Yeah. They really, really are good. Well, I mean, even if you're a gigging musician, so like for me, like one of the things is like, what I've basically do is sourced out that skill right now. You know, like I play guitar and stuff and it keeps me inspired and I like to, you know, volunteer at my church, right? So yeah. I, wanted, I, I needed something that was just going to get the job done. And I figured, you know, that would, that would meet the price and I'd get everything I needed in one, you know, one spot shop kind of thing with the the stomp here the uh the line six hx effects that was kind of like my goal with it so but if i could in a perfect world i'd have all those on the board (laughs) yeah (laughs) in a perfect world where money was not an issue exactly yeah i hear you i'd probably do the same hey so um i just want to stay in this thread with music um you also you you had a project a few years back that um i thought was was really good I thought you did a really good job of producing this project. I know you spent a lot of time and effort producing this project. It wasn't like something that you just put out there. This was something that took planning, that took practice, that took writing, that took critical, you know, um, I guess, you know, efforts to, to, to make it its best, you know, from what I see in yeah. the result of this project. And the, the results of the project speak for itself. It is a, is a good, I think it's a, a well done, uh, just well done represent, representation of what you can do if you really invest some time and effort into it, right? And I think you executed that well, and I really appreciate that because it shows it shows me basically I can do it. You know, if my friend Nick can produce this, and I I saw how much work and effort you put into it, it really inspired me to want to get back into playing and want to produce something of that caliber, right? I was like, wow, if he could do it. I can definitely, I know I can, you know, I can definitely do it too. Cause as a, I don't know, we, we share a lot of the same sort of, you know, music history and being in Los Banos, everything's a little bit of DIY in Los Banos. And I shared this with George Lovato in one of my episodes too. You know, we sort of had that spirit of, we had to figure it out ourselves and produce our own stuff. And so like, I kind of, I seen that in myself and I seen you doing that with this project. And so I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. Um, how did you come up uh, with the idea or even with damn good dog, like what was the what inspired you to start the project? Uh, well, first of all, thank you <laughs> for for the kind words. You know that was a a really important uh, piece of you know art that we wanted to make. But as far as how it came together, you know, we were playing in uh, Fur Drive. Me, Daniel Jr., uh, Vanessa, and Kyle, and and that band kind of. You know, we went our separate ways from there. I think it was about 2015 or so. And, you know, me and Daniel and Junior, we were kind of talking like, hey, you know, we still want to play music. You know, we're not really done. We're not ready to, to give this up. Yeah. And so, you know, we we started, you know, at that point it was, you know, Daniel playing bass, Junior playing drums, and, and I was the only guitar player. And I had some riffs and stuff that I had written over over the years that I was, you know, 
like, hey, why don't we try something with this? And, you know, we came up with a handful of songs and, and they, they, you know, it sounded good. And we were like, okay, well, what do you want to do about getting a, a vocalist? Do we get a vocalist? You know, like, do we try and do this as an instrumental band or try and make it, make it work with either another singer or, or one of us singing? And we kind of all auditioned ourselves for the for the singing role, and and I was the lucky winner, I guess. Do you guys have audio recordings of or any files of those takes that you guys all auditioned for yourselves? No, no, those have been destroyed. Dang it! Oh man, I would have loved to hear those. There's no, you know, if you can imagine, I'm sure you can, because uh, <laughs> there is footage of Daniel you know vocalizing he's not singing per se but he's yeah he's you know and junior was was obviously never going to work because you know how shy he is about that kind of stuff <laughs> right but, um yeah it, it, there we do have a recording uh pat has it of like one of the very first times we all got together uh and and me with me singing and and it was terrible it was bad man no. it was it was crazy it was, dude. It was terrible, and I'll I'll find it and I'll send it to you. It's bad. Oh man, it's, it's no, save really it bad. for the next time. Find it and save it for the next time, and then just play it for us. I'll like, play it. For, play it yeah, for us. yeah. Because it's bad, dude. I listened to back to that. It's like, oh my goodness. I it was, and the best thing about it is, you know, is I had, you know, you've known me now for fifteen years or something like that, right? And yeah. we've pretty much known each other ex- exclusively through music. Yeah. Or playing music together in some sort of context, and and I was never, <clears throat> in all the bands that I'd ever played in, I was never the lead singer or really even you know other than you know background vocals kind of stuff. Yeah. And so this was kind of the first opportunity for me to try. To be the singer. Yeah. And and I felt like I you know kind of had you know had something to prove to myself and. And I, you know, I, I, I knew that I wasn't terrible, but I knew that it wasn't, you know, uh, the, the most <laughs> uh, maybe radio-friendly style of singing, right? My voice right, wasn't right, that right. good, and I, I, I kind of had to find my, my niche and just let it be what it was. Yeah. And, and I feel like we did that, and I feel like it turned out okay. Um, and it also allowed me to, you know, write lyrics for the first time, really. Yeah. And, and that was a whole experience as well, because I had never had to be, you know, the guy. Yeah. And that was, uh, it was, it was awesome because I got to finally, you know, write about stuff that, you know, was, was meant something to me. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I think that, oh, good. No, I, mean, I really think that, I really think that damn good dog in, encapsulates that. Like you said, you get to write something for you. And I feel like you feel that because um, I feel it, you know, I feel yeah. it in the writing. I feel it in the word. There's actually a part you go and you talk. Actually, one of the songs you talk about is the quiet fear of being alive, you know, yeah. and that resonates with people that resonates with me. that resonated with me. There is a you know, there's something there's a challenge inside your, your spirit or, your you know, your consciousness, whatever you want to call it, whatever. Right. And you want to prove it to yourself. And. Yeah. At the same time, there's also like this vulnerability with it and, you know, contemplating the thought, the quiet fear of being alive. And it, it's a it's it it kind of 
it speaks and like kind of encompasses that sort of thread, that emotion. And I really appreciate that yep. in your project and your work. And because you're not the type of person to put that out there and be like, Hey, you know, like you're not, you're not, like you said, you're not, you're not expressive like that. And when you hear yeah. it come through the, the lyrics and the music, um, for me, that's where art, that's when it becomes like, okay, this isn't just like something they tossed out here. This is they spent time. They thought, you know, you yeah. get to get a little snapshot of where the person is in, you know, mind, creative space kind of thing. And so, uh, yeah, it was to me, that, I mean, that's why I like the project, man. I listened to, I listened yeah. to, being, you know, like I, I can, I don't know how many times I actually still have the CD in my truck right now, actually. Nice. <laughs> um, so um, speaking about writing, who were some of your influences when you were writing this project and what, what inspired you when you needed to write? You know, the, 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 the crazy thing about it was that for whatever reason, I didn't really have a hard time writing any of these songs. There have been times since then when I, since I, you know, other than the first couple songs, right? After the first couple songs, there have been times where I'm like, okay, maybe I need to spend a little bit more time trying to figure out what I want to say. But those first couple songs, man, I mean, they just flew out. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it, it was just, like, I, I wrote, for, for me, I always write all the guitar parts first. Um, and then try and, and come up with the melody and then lyrics from there. But, I mean, I was, I, I would record my, myself playing all the guitar parts and then I would just sing to the recording. Yeah. Uh, like uh, just on my phone, right? I would I would do it and I'd just record my guitar part and then I'd sing it, play it back and sing to it. Yeah. And I, I, it just came, you know. It was stuff that I, you know, other bands that I listened to. <clears throat> yeah. You know, uh, a lot of bands that at that time, I mean, still now, but I mean, you know, there's bands like Law Dispute, Balance and Composure, uh, Tiger's Jaw, uh, Movements is a big one now. Um, that, you know, I listened to that, that played similar types of music and had similar types of, um, lyrics. And, and I related to that and I was like, well, I want to do my kind of version of that. So, um, if you had a, if you, oh, there she is. <laughs> she, she's got the, the water jug. Uh-oh. She's got the water jug. Oh my God. Hi, Mama. Mommy, go with go with your mommy. Daddy will come out soon, okay? So, uh, this episode, I was I came up with a creative name for it. I don't have a I don't necessarily have a title for it, but I sent you the notes, and uh, the title, I, the working title, is "Emo Bands and Baby Daddies." So, I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> what do what'd you think about that title? Should I reclassify that? But <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I mean, there's got to be something better than that. I'll help okay. You yeah, come up with something better than that. Come up with something better than that. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but um, you know, this is uh, so w- moving on with the with the the sort of this talking about your what you know is inspiring and stuff and the the people who inspired you like the influences. Um, yeah. Following that same thread, can you talk about you? You did mention some stuff that you had done when you were writing. Um, like what techniques or ways that you or practices that you use to in order to write this project? You see, you said something about like listening to your phone after you play your playbacks and stuff. Is there any more other like maybe that, like I guess useful techniques for those people that are trying to write a project that you would say that you used that helped you? I would. I mean, you know, 
the biggest anytime I try and write anything, right, I almost always will record myself and and listen back to it hundreds of times. Right, because you know, I, unless you have access to a, a recording setup in your house or something, a lot of us don't. Right. And so, I mean, I got the Voice Memos app on my phone that, I, I mean, I can play you hundreds of different versions and and takes of songs that you know I I just you know jot down because I don't want to forget. Yeah. And so, a lot of the time when I was writing, anytime these songs, not just in particular, but any songs. You know, I, I generally will come up the guitar parts first, and then I'll, I'll record myself playing it, and then I'll I'll listen back to it and kind of, you know, you try and figure out the melody. And and I'm not a classically trained singer or anything, right. so as far as figuring out what the melody should be or coming up with one, you know, it kind of just happens, I guess. You know, you kind of just look for, you know, you listen to the music, obviously, and you know, hey, this might sound cool if I do this, and sometimes you may, uh, you know, try and steal something from someone else, maybe, you know, as a as a jumping off point, and just to get the ball moving. Well, speaking of steal something from somebody as a jumping off point, um, I don't know if you've ever noticed the logo of this podcast. <laughs> There's a dog silhouette in the background. <laughs> Is there really? <laughs> yeah, that's actually my dog Russell. It's his silhouette picture in the background, and I How remember I just being—I just remember like I remember seeing your guys' logo and thinking how cool it was, and I was like, "I'm I'm going to put my dog's picture in the background of my logo." Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I, dude, and that's so funny because I don't even remember. God, now it's been a couple years now. I don't even remember how the idea came about. It probably was me, actually. I think for some reason I would I, I must have been I must have been really into David Bowie at the time, and I was like, hey, let's do a Ziggy Stardust uh, type thing, yeah, with a dog. And so we we named him I think we named him like Ziggy Pawdust or something like that. Ziggy Pawdust, that's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> he's at a mascot. And uh, yeah, and we had it we had it made and and it turned out to be pretty cool. Was that a marketing strategy? Uh, I think yes, technically. I don't think we, <laughs> I don't think, you know, when we did it, when we did it, we weren't, you know, we weren't, I don't think we've ever taken it so seriously that we were like looking to like target people for ads and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like we've always kind of just, it was just a creative um, thing that was inspired. Yeah. By yeah. We just wanted to make stickers and shit for our friends, you yeah. know? And, and, and pins and stuff and on a t-shirt or whatever and have our friends buy it. So that's where we always did it. Uh, I mean, that's always fun. I remember when we did our first shirts for a band. Oh, my God, that was funny. <laughs> I know a couple people who still have some of those shirts, surprised. Yeah, the, I know. There's. I think Pat has one, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a, couple people uh. who, dude, there's a couple people that still have some shirts. Because they were clean, dude. They were. They were. That's right. It was a good idea. <laughs> it's a good design. That's what we, that was. We were. We were pretty much. We were like trying to be Kanye back then, dude. We were trying to be designers and stuff back then. <laughs> dude, you know what's funny? 
<clears throat> do you remember? Uh, do you remember when we played at the talent show at Stanislaus? Yes, I remember that. Okay. Do I? <laughs> do you ever think about? I, I I just recently finished watching The Last Dance, right? The Michael Jordan documentary. Okay. Okay. Do, would you consider that show to be your flu show? Oh man. Do you uh, remember that? Because do you remember being sick for that? Yes, man. That's the flu show right there for me, dude. That's, that's the only show I, I, that I ever felt like I was dead. Yes. Yeah, dude, because I remember going to and from that show and even playing it. You were a mess. Dude, I was so sick that day, bro. But you know what? I, if you want it, you want it, man. Like, if you love to perform. You did. You wanted it. We, we, we line, still bro. killed it. Yeah, I we killed it, it man. Dang. The good old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man. Um, so I want to uh, talk about um, – damn good dog and i want i know you did you guys did a i thought you guys did a really cool um you know little mini tour uh Mm -hmm. california coast sort of mini tour that i thought was was awesome i really like the back behind the scenes footage you guys posted and stuff that was just a really cool thing for you guys to post you know i really enjoyed that and it reminded me about uh, maybe asking this question can you talk about your highlight moments in damn good dog oh boy Highlight moments and damn good dog. Yeah, I mean, that was for sure one of them. I mean, getting to go and play and to people who had never heard us before, and and getting to get in the van with those guys for a couple days and and just kind of pretend to be a touring band for a, yeah. for a weekend. I mean, that was un- unforgettable. You know, that was something that I'll always remember. And uh, and luckily it was with you know five or six of you know of our, we're all best local friends, boys. Right? There you go. Yeah, the boys. I mean, there's there you couldn't have asked for a better group of guys to go and do this with. Yeah. Um. But uh, other than that, man, I mean, God, so many good times with that with that group because you know it's me, Daniel, and Junior, and then Alex Hardy, and you know Daniel and Junior, I've known since. Yeah since pretty much the same age I've known you. Yeah. And, and those guys are, you know, I lived with both of them for a while in San Jose and man, there was, there was a lot of good times, but if I had to say, if I had to pick one, it would probably be, we, uh, it's stupid, but we were renting a, a practice studio in San Jose right near the end of the band, right before we kind of, you know, went on hiatus. And uh, we had a little room, and we, we it was 24 hours. It's practice space. It's over by the airport in San Jose. And and so we had a room, and we could go over there whenever we wanted. So we would try and go after work and stuff like that. And uh, just, you know, the, the four of us in this room, you know, sometimes Daniel shows up drunk, sometimes, you know, someone shows up in a bad mood and just getting to hang out with those guys yeah. and, and play music in this room as loud as we wanted, as late as we wanted. It was, you know, it kind of felt like, you know, heaven, like we had, yeah, man, it was the dream, right? We had all of our gear, our PA system, everything set up. We could play as loud as we want, as long as we wanted, you know, and, and, and it was, it was amazing. And, and then I guess anything other than that would be, you know, we played a couple shows in Los Panos and, and, you know, when people start showing up the second time and they're singing the words and stuff like that to your songs, that was pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Un- unbelievable feeling. 
Hey, so uh, is there any projects maybe in the works uh, in the future for Nick Stockdale? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, my second kid. Uh, no, uh, you know, I still play. Yeah. You know, I still play regularly and and I still write music and stuff like that. As far as any like getting the band back together, you know, Alex moved to Portland earlier this year and, and Daniel's in, in LA now. So as far as getting the band back together, probably not anytime soon. Uh, as far as maybe some recorded music, who knows? You know, we all have computers and stuff nowadays yeah, where we can exactly. we can, you know, uh record from afar and get it all on one track. So who knows? But at, at this time right now, you know, we're just kind of living life one day at a time. It's not doing off that kind the of table, stuff. but it's not necessarily Absolutely on the table, not. Right? So, yeah, it's, you know, if, 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 if I write some, if I write something really fucking cool and I'm like, Hey, you guys, we should try and do something then. Yeah, we'll try. But you know, if, if it doesn't happen, then, you know, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. No, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, I always feel the same way about me. And, you know, music's never off the table. I participate, like, with my church playing music just because it keeps me, you know, playing music. It keeps me involved with my, yeah. my, my you know, playing guitar, which is one of my passions, you know. So, yep. I mean, like, that's the only reason why I know how to do this podcasting, like, stuff a little bit or how I was able to just get on, you know, and do this stuff is because I've been around music stuff my whole life, right? A little bit of just yeah. all those influences sort of led up to you know, being able to do this. So yeah, always got to stay connected to, for me, it's just a, it's a stone throw away and I can always help somebody, you know? Yeah. Anyways, um, move on to a little bit different subject, but, uh, important subject because I feel like, you know, we're all, we're all getting a little older in life. We're all, we're all getting all, all the gray hairs and stuff. And, um, so I I want, I had to include this in the episode, um, just because it's, uh, it means a lot to me. I mean, you're, you're my best friend. So, um, I want to talk about dad life. What is, how is that suiting you, man? How's the dad life suiting you? Dad life is, uh, it's hard to explain (laughs) if you've never, if you're not a dad, you know, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely one of the most rewarding things that I've ever got, gotten to experience, but it's also one of the hardest um, I like just right now I can hear my daughter in the other room screaming her head off. <laughs> She's, she is unhappy about something. And, uh, and I'm, you know, I, but I obviously am kind of injured right now. So, you know, Mel's hopefully helping her out, but yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's a wild ride. That's for sure. I know. I just keep, I'm getting, I'm feeling the pressure from my wife over here. She's, <laughs> Feeling the pressure yeah. for her, man. It's like, oh my. Hey, man, do it. It's it's a blast. I it's like <laughs> I told you, make sure you have, you're 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 perfectly okay with the life that you've lived up until this point. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Don't have any kids. If I, I mean, unless you have it on accident, right? Like, if you're planning to have a kid, make sure that you do it knowing that, like everything else in your life, all of your personal goals are, are put on the back burner. Right. And and unless you're a superhuman or you can afford, you know, a nanny or, or something like that, like all those goals have to be, you know, put to the side. Some average fellows wisdom right there, man. Yeah. Just, you know, just know that. And that's okay. You know, 
Yeah. That's okay because you're getting to see like my daughter, you know, will will be watching something and and you know, she watches her the kids shows and and if they start singing the alphabet, she starts to try and say some of the letters and I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah. She she can say the letter B, <laughs> you know, and it's like I, I remember the day she came out, you know, holding her as soon as she came out of her mom. And I was like, oh, my God. And now she walks and runs and falls and tries to talk. And, you know, Makes it's like noises, every little yeah. thing. Yeah, dude, every <laughs> little thing is like when you see them start from nothing, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess moving on to the second question, follow that question up. So what, what, what were some of the unexpected joys of fatherhood that maybe you didn't consider before you became a father, you know? You, fi- you found out you're going to be a father, but you didn't consider now that you've experienced, you know, so long as a father, what are some of those unexpected joys that have come up? For sure. The easiest one I would have to say is just girl dad. Yeah. Being a girl dad, dude, because, you know, when I feel like most guys are like this. I didn't have a sister or anything, right? So when I when we found out we were going to have a kid, I wanted a boy. Yeah. more than anything, right? I was like, oh my gosh, please, boy, boy, boy. And, you know, we find out, hey, it's going to be a girl. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's good too. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I'd never really been around little girls or anything like that. And let me just say, man, having a daughter is unreal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's so crazy to think about, like, just little things like, you know, how to, like, putting their hair up and stuff like that, like, doing their hair and, like, you know, getting them ready and stuff. For for little boys, you know, it's like, okay, put on your, your shirt and your pants, all right. Little girls, it's like, you know, you put on their dress and their little, their shoes with, you know, too many little buttons and putting their <laughs> hair up and brushing their hair and all these things that I'm like, oh, man. Before my daughter, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of silly, you know, not maybe yeah. not silly, but, you know, I'm like, this sounds very foreign to me. Yeah. And now I'm like, I couldn't imagine not doing that stuff. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, yeah, dude, girls, girls are the best. I love having a daughter, man. Wow, man. That's awesome to hear, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd... girls, girls rule. There you go, man. You heard it here on the Average Fells podcast. Hey man, is music going to be something that you want to share with your kids? Cause I have this thought quite a bit, you know, I wrestle with the side. I mean, it's something that I wrestle with it, but you know, like just being a musician, like you, you have dreams, you know? So like maybe you can talk on that a little bit as being a dad and being a musician. Well, I feel like this is probably a good question for you too. Well, l- let me answer your question with a question for you. Did your parents have any influence in you playing guitar or getting involved with music? Mm, I would say yes and no, but they were, none of them were musicians, but my mom did sing for the church. Okay. So, so somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. So you were at least around the church band and you maybe saw, you know, the guy playing guitar and that and you're like, Oh man, I want to do that. Exactly. So, you know, you know, my dad was a musician and, and when I first, I didn't have a choice, right? When I was in like fourth or fifth grade, he bought me a trumpet and was like, you're in the school band now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, all right, sure. Yeah. 
right? And then he did the same thing for my brother with the saxophone. He's like, you got, you're in the band now. And I'm like, he's like, sure, I guess. <laughs> I'm in the band now? What? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd never had any interest in, in, in musician, being a musician up until that point. And, you know, you, you do music, you do band for a couple years, and, and you learn how to read music. And then eventually, you know, I got to high school and was like, hey, I'd rather play guitar, actually. Yeah. And and started doing that, and, you know, it turned into what it is now. But as far as, you know, my, my kids, I mean, I can't imagine not trying to get them involved with music. Right. You know? Like, the idea of whether, whether she, you know, just with my daughter, at least first, right, like, I can whether it's singing or playing an instrument or you know anything involved with music. I, I for sure think I'm going to try and do everything I can to help her, you know, at least influence her a little bit to try and do it. Definitely, that's uh, that's what my thoughts here. It's just like you know, I'm sure they're going to be around when I'm playing my guitar. I'm sure they're going to be around. Yeah, when that's. My brother bought her a little guitar for her for her first birthday. Nice. And and she she'll carry that thing around and it's it's a little one. It's got like three nylon strings on it and she'll sit there and strum it and she can't hold it properly yet. But, yeah. You know she she likes making the sound and she'll go to my guitars and strum the strings and she likes the way they sound. So I think she'll probably you know probably be interested in it as she gets older and I'll definitely be there to say hey. You want to play with dad? If you do, let I'll buy you a guitar. And bro, you might produce you know, the next T Swift dog. You never know. I, if I do, just know that it was all my idea, and yeah, <laughs> I'm taking all the money. <laughs> if I do, I'll send I'll send for you from my my private island. Yes, and I'll be like Zach, come hang out on my island, dude. Oh my my God. daughter paid for it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's That's funny, the man. dream. That's the that's dream, the dream. Man. That's the dream. That's the dream right there. Yeah, and she's, you know, she, my daughter's half, right? So she's 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 pretty light-skinned, but she's half Mexican. Yeah. So she might be the next, you know, we might get some some uh some Latin music going on with you her too, know, who knows. Man. She might. I mean, she could break into new markets. Melissa, <laughs> yeah, Melissa l- listens to to Spanish music. So we may get something like that. I don't know. She might hit you with it, dude. She might hit you with it. She might be might the next some Selena, bro. You never know. She might be the next Selena. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Elos Dinos. Oh, yeah, there dude. You go. <laughs> yeah, dude. You never know. Oh, man. That's awesome. Hey, man. I think we, we talked about a lot today. I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking about your project, man. Um, is it still up on spot? It's still up on Spotify. I have your CD, so I don't I don't stream your music. I have it on CD. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the the music's still on Spotify, it's still on Bandcamp, Google, uh, I think it's on Apple Music, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, they charge, you know, we have it set up so that I have to pay like once a year a couple bucks or something like that for them to keep it up there, so... I, I just leave it up because that's I don't have any of the physical copies anymore. So oh yeah, I know, if exactly. I want to listen to it, I gotta go on there. So yeah, that's that's why I leave it up there for myself, really. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, you guys heard it, damn good dog. Go check it out on Spotify and all those places. Uh, any other shout outs you want to do before we sign off today, bud? Hey, to my girlfriend Melissa, whoo baby, you have been uh, saving my life right now. And uh, I know that when you hear this, you're going to be like, oh, my God, why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. 
just know that I came on here. I'm in the back room right now. I'm talking to Zach. I love you and I appreciate you. And I don't know what I would do without you right now. Oh my gosh, so that's, man. that's my shout out. That's my shout out. So oh, hopefully man, when she me. hears that, Hey, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm I gonna, almost start crying right now, dude. I'm, I almost start crying. right Stop. Now. <laughs> oh, oh no, but she's, she's, she's the best mom in the world. Awesome. And I'm very lucky. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you for uh, joining us today, Nick. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, man, just, it's, it's such a good time catching up with you and uh, just being able to talk about your project. You know, I wish I was able to do it sooner. Uh, I know I don't want to say I'm glad you took a fall on your bike, but I'm glad we got to get this conversation <laughs> taken care of, it, man. Because there's, it's I've had I needed to get you on, man. Definitely yeah, get you on. yeah, me too, me too. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Average Fells Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Zodi Zach. We're signing off today. Do us a favor, like, subscribe, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those things, guys. Go on to our podcast uh, in any of the directories, Google, Apple, Stitcher, any of them. We're on all of them, guys. Give us a like, rate us, help us move up in the directories. We're trying to get trying to get going here, guys, trying to get, some, get the news out. Anyways, appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Don't forget Star Bros on Thursday nights. Thursday nights, Star Bros. I think I said everything. I hope I said everything. Yeah. All right. Later, dudes.